49ers fans. I imagine everybody is in a good mood right now. Uh, this is 49ers fangirl Tracy here with SoCali Steph. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing much better than I was last week. After the win, I feel a lot more relaxed and a little bit more positive about at least the 49er situation and the way they are playing. I would agree with that. I also would like to take this opportunity to tell you that you wrote maybe my favorite tweet, definitely of the day, potentially of the week. For those of you that missed it, Sharice Wright had tweeted, thank you to the 49ers for granting me you know, my wish and releasing me. And Steph, what did you reply to him? I said, no, thank you. <laughs> Which was just spectacular. And she did it right after the 76-yard touchdown. So that just yeah. really made me smile. Sorry, I had to because I just thought it was a little bit, you know, maybe it was a sincere tweet, but I just felt like he kind of, what, he got, it's not like he didn't get paid. So I felt like he just tweeted that out sort of out of spite because he wasn't playing. So... I felt really good. I felt okay tweeting him that back because he really showed exactly what kind of corner he was and it maybe proved the 49ers a little bit right on that aspect. Uh, it definitely did. And uh, him saying that he wasn't playing because of politics, if the politics were that he wasn't good, then I agree. <laughs> that, right. would be my, that would be my <laughs> feeling on that. Yeah, and it was, you know, I think, I can't remember who said it. It was during the post-game. I can't remember exactly who said it, but they did say, I think it was Cap. He said that they did look for ways to exploit him. And, oh, Bolden said it. You know. It was Anquan. Oh, Bolden said it? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I felt like, well, at least, you know, they know who they're playing against and they're planning against their opponent. And, you know, you can't fault them for that. So I thought bravo to the 49ers for exploiting everything they have and using every advantage they have to win. I agree with you 100%. It was a very, very exciting win. It was probably a more exciting game than it should have been. Four of those field goals, uh, or two of those four field goals for sure should have been touchdowns. I guess you could argue all of them should have been touchdowns. But nonetheless, they pulled it out, uh, and they looked good doing it. They looked different doing it. I would say this is a very different team than the team we saw. I mean, it's a completely different team than the team we saw against Arizona. It's a very different team yeah. than this team we saw against Green Bay. So right. something something happened. I don't know what, but something has brought this group together. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's, it's, I got a lot of hope for the team in a lot of ways, and I think it's because they're improving week by week. And that's all you can really ask for. I mean, I know everyone wants a Super Bowl contending team, but it's just not practical because whenever has there been, you know, maybe they repeat, but there's never been, you know, besides the 49ers of the 80s, you know, right? right. There's never, it's a little delusional to think in this day and age that they can just be this, you know, decade powerhouse. Like, of course we want them to be contenders year after year, but coming under a brand new coach, brand new coaching staff, brand new players, the release of major, you know, uh, players, you know, including Justin Smith and Frank Gore and Patrick Willis, we're losing all these huge competitors that you really can only ask for them to improve at this juncture. So I felt really good about it for the first time in a long time, and I liked 
how they work together. I like how the defense came forth and put up, you know, some really strong efforts, and, and the offense finally came together, which we've been waiting for. <laughs> we have. And we saw we saw it last week against the Giants. We definitely saw that it was coming together, and they certainly looked much better. But yesterday, yesterday is definitely what we've been waiting for. We got capped to Torrey Smith for twenty for seventy six yards. We had capped to Bolden on that just spectacular play on both sides, on Kaepernick's side and on Bolden's side for making that happen, which was huge, setting up the Quentin Patton touchdown. Um, the red zone still seems to be a, a place yeah. of um, confusion. For the 49ers, maybe they just don't know what you're supposed to do there. I'm wondering if that's what I it think, is. <laughs> I, think I mean, it's not really, more of course. an offensive line issue because, yes. um, you know, with the red zone, if you intend, like, don't, we lost Boogie Dixon, and when we did that, we had kind of lost our whole red zone offense, you mm-hmm. know, because he was our player to go in and get that TV in the red zone. And then we've tried the throwing to the right corner, which, you know, twice, <laughs> which led to huge, you know, problems. But I think now at this place where they are, I think the offensive line can't really block enough. We don't really have that power. We have power side, and maybe he could do it. But what was cool about Booby Dixon is he was, he could catch those short slants. And then he could run in and power through. Mm. And, or jump. Remember when he would jump over Yes. And get through. So we don't kind of have that acrobat that we had in Boobie, you know? So mm. I think that's kind of one of the reasons where we're kind of lacking, but it doesn't mean that we can't find that player. And, but I think what's important is that, well, what I thought was very important is so many people had said, Cap cannot pass deep. Cap mm-hmm. can't do it. He has no location. He has, you know, he locks all this awareness and he can't go deep. And I felt like finally, like I know I've seen that before. You've seen it before, mm-hmm. and we finally got to see it. And I think that was important because he, we know he can make those throws, and it's it's an important thing to know because here he's been told that he hasn't been able. To can't do it. So I really like that he did do it, and he did it well. And there, it wasn't there wasn't a prettier pass I've seen in a long time. Not one. So no, and that the touchdown pass to Quentin Patton was potentially one of the oh. best touchdown passes I've ever seen him throw. Well, he was he read he read, read. multiple like it was great. He was he was a he was a full on quarterback um and I think and you know we're seeing him something we saw a lot of yesterday is using his legs to extend plays not Uh saying well I just can't find anybody I'm going you know he really he really did a good job with that I think we saw a lot of growth out of him starting last week and yesterday especially which gives me just so much more confidence um as the season goes on and you could see it in his body language you could see he was smiling he was you know happier on the sidelines and that you know what? Football is an emotional game, and that makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't an easy game. Like, it seemed to stress me out a little bit more than I had hoped. But, you know, a win is a win, you know, mm-hmm. and I have to, like, you know, they're learning, too. So, I, you know, it wasn't easy, but I, I was certainly finally glad with the outcome. 
and I think you're right. I mean, Top seems to, he just, even last week, I thought he looked different. The week before, he looked different, but he looked even better this week. And while he may not be perfect, or maybe he may not be that perfect QB, I think he's learning, and that's important, and he's showing the difference. Yes, 100%. I totally, totally agree, agree with you. And you know what? To his credit, you know, he you look at that Green Bay game, which was two weeks ago, where he was throwing passes in the dirt, and he he was a mess. I mean, three weeks ago against Arizona, his quarterback rating was 16.7. On Sunday, it was 128.2. I may have that mixed up. It may be 16.2 and 128.7, but you get where I'm going. Um, right. And... To his credit, he's changed something or done something to change things around. It would be very easy to just give up. I don't think that's who he is, but it's very difficult when you have so much criticism and people asking you every day, um, "Do you are you worried about your job security?" and people asking your coach, "Why is Colin Kaepernick still your quarterback?" And it's easy to let let all that get to you, but I do think it shows leadership and poise to work through it and figure out a way to play well and lead your team to victory. So I will. I'd like to yeah. credit for that. And I remember last week, Tori Smith like was very eloquent, and he said basically we're missing things too, mm-hmm. and we need to work as a team, as a unit. It's not all on the quarterback. It's not all on the offensive line. So it seems like not only because if you think back to a 16 point whatever rating, he was making throws and they were on target and there were lots of drops. Oh, so many drops. In the wrong place, in the wrong time, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you consider everything, it's not all on him. So maybe they are supporting Cap in a new way or a better way or a more effective way that they're actually seeing results. So it may not just be kept just like, you know, proof magic, he's good again. It could be the team coming together on behalf of CAP and mm-hmm. knowing that they have to play as a unit and doing it and executing. And that's, I'm sorry? And executing. Yeah, it's um, it's good to see. It's good to see for it's sure. Good to see. And I think, you know, um, the thing with being the quarterback is you get all the glory when things are going well. And you get all the heat when they're not. So it's definitely a tough position to be in. So uh, definitely. But I give him I give him a lot of credit. Um, so that was very good to see yesterday. What do we think is going on with Vernon Davis? Well, I mean, to be honest, he wasn't very spectacular last season at all. I mean, no. I can maybe count one or two plays that I can really point to where I thought he did his job. I don't get me wrong, you know, I'm a 49er faithful and I love the guy does so much for us and, you know, I'll never forget you know <laughs> you know the, the catch too and yes. all that kind of thing but um, I'm not really sure he is aging, he, he is fighting for his job, he had a holdout last year and he's not starting so mm-hmm. I think based on that, you know, I think he's, you know, it's really hard to say. It's totally speculating here. But I just, I don't think he is what he was. Mm-hmm. And his time has kind of run out. Mm-hmm. 49ers see it. And, you know, there's all this 
trade talk or whatever, I don't necessarily believe we're going to get much from him. I mean, we'd be lucky if we got a five or a six. Yeah, at this so, point. We just have to kind of ride that out, and it is what it is. Um, but the fact that he's not part of the offense kind of shows that, you know, maybe, you know, his career, whatever what was, you can't really judge that anymore. Because what is he now? Mm-hmm. This is kind of the game of the NFL. Yeah. So it's it's hard to say exactly, but either my, my impression is my gut is either he's hurt mm-hmm. or he's just done. And I was on the field yesterday, and I saw him before the game, and I saw him uh, warming up, and he didn't look hurt. Now, it's a lot different to not look hurt in a long sleeve shirt and, like, track pants um, <laughs> than it is to not look hurt in pads. So I will I'll say that. Um, but he looked healthy, and he actually he looked, he looked good out there. But um, I think you're right. I think his time maybe has come to an end, taking nothing away from the spectacular career he's had. But I think, uh, I think his time may have come to an end, which is, you know, it's always sad to see that. It's always, especially sad to see that with someone who's been, who has been so prolific and such an important part of a team. But, you know, we'll see though, you know, season's not over. And we'll see. And Cap's definitely a new quarterback this season. Yes. His style may not be driving with Cap's new style. Who knows? I mean, you can't really say for sure, but whatever style it is, it's not the same as it was three years ago or two years ago, you know? Mm -hmm. So whatever Cap's trying to do in the pocket or what he's trying to do with his reads, Vernon Davis may not, you know, be able to get open like he used to, or he may not be able to do the reads or the routes that he's being asked to do. So I'm not saying it's all on Vernon Davis, but it could just be the juxtaposition of where Cap is now and where Vernon Davis is now. It doesn't mean that any player has to be, you know, wrong or, you know, has to be less effective, but they just aren't effective together. And that's, I guess, what I'm trying to say. They're just not right anymore together. Well, I think, and I think that is a very eloquent way to say it. Um, and maybe maybe with a different quarterback taking nothing away from Cap, but maybe the different quarterback, Vernon Davis, does better. I don't know. I guess that remains to be seen as long as we're speculating. Um, <laughs> so so we get the big win. Uh, we are now 2-4. and four. Who knew that we could be so excited about being 2-4? and four? But I was shaking the entire fourth quarter and quite a while after the game. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's normal, but uh, that was the case. So now we will be hosting the 2-4 and four Seattle Seahawks Thursday night. Uh, and the last time uh-huh. the Seahawks came to Levi's Stadium on a Thursday night, last Thanksgiving, things did not go well. But no. I think you've got two different teams in two different situations. Um, so that will be interesting to see. I'm... My biggest concern, maybe not my biggest concern, but I'm a little concerned about Carlos Hyde. Um, His foot is injured. No one will tell us exactly what the injury is, but there's something going on. He was in visible pain yesterday, and the one play, he just stopped and fell down. I mean, that was like, he just looked like he was in excruciating pain. Uh, He said that he will play on Thursday no matter what, but he may do that, 
but I don't know how effective he's going to be. We're also, I believe that our um, run blocking is 29th in the league. So that can't be helping the situation. So, frankly, I'm a li- I'm just a little concerned about that because you have Reggie Bush, who looks like he will play, but he still has a sore calf. And then I really like Mike Davis, and I really like Jared Hayne, and I think they have the potential to have really good NFL careers, but I don't think either of them is ready to start at running back. Um, so it's, it's slightly disconcerting. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I have so much to say on that. It's like- <laughs> don't even know where to start, but um, I'm mildly concerned about heights, and I know that that's how NFL teams kind of react. They tell you very little. Um, I do know from my medical, legal experience in the past is that, you know, being able to push off that foot is huge, especially for a running back. I mean, that's where they gain their momentum, and that's where they gain you know, their strength. Mm-hmm. So if their foot, you know, if something's wrong with that, and I'm, I'm really hoping it's, but you almost wish that it was a broken bone versus a ligament because their ligaments take longer to heal. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if they're really saying he's going to play or he may play, I think that that's a strong thing that he just sprained it or something like that. So I am hoping for the best on that. At the same time, like, I don't think Jared, I think he was a little bit of a fall guy because he missed a lot of blocks and, you know, counted Mm -hmm. for some of those sacks or whatever. But I kind of felt like even if he wasn't there, we have never responded well to this sack. I mean, mean, to the split. So we were lucky if Cap threw away a ball during a blitz. So, you know, the fact that he was. I mean, sure, it's worse, but it's not that much worse than we were doing. And he's brand new. So I don't, I don't know, I think it was a little bit overemphasized or over, you know, I don't know how to speak. It was overblown. Overblown. Yeah, because he, he didn't do anything worse than what our starting running backs do. You know, nobody's Frank Gore who blocks. So perfectly, you know, we lost that in Frank Gore. Yeah. I think everybody forgets that. I no, I I would agree with you. I just, but I, but I think you hit it too. He's brand new, and so I just don't know that he's ready to be a starting running back. Um, but I could be wrong. Maybe if he starts, he would look different. But I, I think he's very valuable, and I think he has the potential for a great career. I just don't know right now. I do think that was overblown, but. There are some, I feel like, nuances to being running back that aren't, as you obviously know, not just taking the ball and running that I don't know that he right. he knows yet. Um, right. But he hasn't had that much opportunity to show us, so time will Right, and he's not going to learn how to run block unless he gets out there and run block. He's not going to learn unless he gets out there and makes mistakes and misses and, you know, gets the understanding of how to read a defense. So, I don't know, maybe I'm overly apologetic for him, but I just, uh, I guess I haven't really seen too much better since Frank Gore, so I'm not really, like, overly critical of him, despite, you know. That's very fair. Frank Gore is, Frank Gore is very, very special, (laughs) and no one is going to be Frank Gore. I think we talked about that a little bit last week with Hyde, too, Um, that there's still a learning curve in that way, and He's not 
yet Frank Gore. He may never be Frank Gore. What do you think about the Seahawks? Like, I think we can win. I think we can win, too. And I think just like, I mean, I, I just think we've lost the last five out of six. We've lost the last three to them. I just think we're due for a win, and I think we can beat them. This is not the Seahawks team that came to Levi's on Thanksgiving last year. No. And, no, no, no. And I don't, I would even say the Legion of Boom I'm taking nothing away from their talent. I'm not trash talking, but I've seen mistakes in Seahawks games that you didn't used to see. Used to see, I've seen coverages blown. So I think we can win. I think it, but I do think in a lot of ways it rides on cap. Not in a lot of ways. I think this is one of those games that really rides on cap. Yeah, I mean, I've watched a few Seahawks games. I don't really, like, care to watch them that much, but I want <laughs> Why is that? They're so fun. Really, <laughs> <laughs> you can really see, like, where you can exploit them, and that is in the front. I mean, their defense is not what it was, mm-hmm. and you can't exploit them. And, you know, their zone is very predictable, So, and then especially in the front. So if we can actually establish a run game against them, I, and that includes Cap, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, because they can't watch him. They, the way they their defense works with zone, I think eventually we can exploit that either through the pass game or the run game. So I think it's a very winnable situation, and I'm excited. I want to see it. And, you know, they may not win, and I'm not going to, you know, hold my breath or anything, but I would love that. To the bottom of my heart. Yes, I, it's when it's the Seahawks. You can, I mean, from the bottom of your heart, <laughs> always. Um, yes, that's totally, totally fair. I think they can too, and I also think um, they have offensive line issues of their own, and they have allowed a mm-hmm. league high twenty six sacks this season, which is like crazy to me. I mean, I I yeah. almost feel bad for Russell Wilson. That it's not like someone sacks no, you and then no, they're no, like, no, <laughs> you're like, no, no, don't don't worry about it. He's no, no, he's no. fine. <laughs> but that, I mean, twenty six sacks. That's that's intense. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm a total hater. Don't be sorry. I, I admit could... it. I admit it. Well, listen, I'm no I am no fan of the Seattle Seahawks. I promise you that. Um, <laughs> I just went with intense. <laughs> Um, so I guess, you know, we shall see, but I, I'm, I think the 49ers can win this game. I really do. I do too. And I hope they do. And I can't wait. And I don't even care if it matters. I don't care. I don't care if they're zero and five. Like, I feel like, or I just feel like we need to beat them. The just, Seah- just on principle alone. Just on principle. I mean, I totally agree with you. If the 49ers went 2-14 and 14 one year and the only two team tied two wins were against the Seahawks, I'd at least be able to hold You're my head high. Happy. I would. I'd be like, you know what? This was unfortunate, but we beat the Seahawks twice. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Here's to beating the Seahawks. Let's hashtag beat the Seahawks. Um, uh, Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We will talk next week to see if they did indeed beat the Seahawks. Uh, I want to thank Steph for joining me today. Of course. Had a blast. Always. Wonderful. Well, thanks all. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.